in the onion architecture, how do you make business decisions that rely on information from actions? I get this question a lot, uh, especially when I bring up onion architecture in one of these episodes. And so in this episode, I am going to answer it for everyone. My name is Eric Normand, and I help people thrive with functional programming. So the onion architecture is a way of structuring your application with actions on the outside. These are called the interaction layer because if you're interacting with the world, you, you really have, you're in actions, right? You're receiving the re- uh, requests from the outside. You're making API requests yourself. You're reading from the database or you're doing a lot of IO. Uh, having effects on the world, you're sending emails, you're making lights blink, whatever your software does. That's all in the interaction layer. And then inside, you have a nice pure set of layers that are all about calculations. I like to divide them up in a certain way. I like to put uh, business rules as my first layer inside. And then inside of that, a domain layer. Okay, but both of those, it doesn't matter how you divide it up, especially for this discussion. Uh, but both of their calculations, right? They're pure. They are um, not based on stuff from the outside. They have no effect on the outside. They're like a little brain that you can give it questions and it will answer the questions right it's making decisions basically so you got these calculations making decisions business decisions even simple domain decisions and the actions are doing stuff like fetching stuff from the database sending data to an api so here's the question that i get a lot so if you've got the onion architecture how do you make decisions, which should be calculations, like how many times to try to retry an API? If it fails the first time, do you retry? That's a decision your software has to make. Or how do you have a calculation that decides that it needs to have more information from the database? Right, it's, it's it says okay. I I've done a bunch of stuff, and now I know I need this more information. It can't get it itself. So how does that information get up to the higher layer, so that the higher layer can get it and then give it back to it? And it's weird, right? It starts to sound like um, a a really difficult problem and I've like I said I've gotten this question several times in different forms but it's 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 a I think it's a thing that I've caused a confusion that I've caused in how I've explained it because I'm using language to try to talk about them as separate layers and people aren't really used to thinking in layers Okay, so I'm going to try to pick it apart and put it back together with a new explanation. Okay, so when I talk about layers, I'm talking about functions in your language, 
They're either calculations or actions, right? Functions calling other functions. So function A calls function B. There is a relationship there. And if you draw all of the relationships between functions and what functions those functions call and then what functions those function calls, and you make sure all of the arrows are pointing down, okay, so you have the stuff that nothing calls up at the top. That would be like your main, right? And then you have the stuff that that calls, but nothing else calls. And you, you, you can just arrange them all. At some point, you could draw a line and say, everything below this line is calculations, right? Because a calculation cannot call an action. If a calculation called an action, it's not a calculation. So by definition, calculations cannot call anything above that line. Okay, so you could draw a line and say this is this stuff down here is it's all calculations and so the stuff above is all actions okay all right so that's that's what i mean by the layers okay it's all just function calls it's not like some kind of protocol for communicating and getting information you like here's a decision i need you to make so you give me the answer and then i i ask you what i do with that answer and you know it's not that it's just function calls so let's look at the two examples i gave these two questions that were asked um so if you have to do a retry right you make an api call and it fails it times out you don't know what happened so i'm going to retry it how do you decide whether to retry it let's say your rule in your system is retry it three times or retry two times so you try it once and then you have two more times to retry it that's really just a less than right you keep track of how many times you called it and then you see if it's less than three and if it's less than three, then you keep trying, right? And then you decrement or whatever, you increment. And that less than is a calculation, okay? It is not named, and it's probably in line right in your action. But that is a calculation. It is a decision being made. You could, if you wanted to, say, actually this less than sign this less than operation less than three is a business rule i probably wouldn't call it a business rule has not i mean it's more like like an architectural rule a system integrity rule something like that but you could say i want to name this function that compare that tells will decide based on how many times i've already tried the api whether I should try again. Just a simple Boolean, right? So it's basically the, just the, you know, the body of the function is just less than, less than three or whatever number you choose. And so you could say that's a business rule. Put it in there, okay? And so the action is just calling this like function called retry question mark or should retry, 
right? Th this, this is just the name of the function. So you notice it's just the action calling a, f a calculation. That's it. That's all it is. Okay, and the action is in the interaction layer, and the calculation is in the business layer. All right, so what if you're doing something and you know you're, you're doing this big calculation? You've managed to turn it into like a nice data pipeline, and at some point in the pipeline, something says, whoa, I need more data from the database. I need this record or I need this whole set of records from the database to continue working. What do you do? And this is um, this is another, I think again, when I read the, the question, it sounds like the same thing where people are thinking like, okay, so this interaction layer is telling the, the business layer to like do all this work and then somehow the business layer needs to communicate back up to the action, to the interaction layer and it's gonna like go fetch something, and and so there's like this back and forth, back and forth communication. Uh, like I'm, and I don't know what people are thinking, but it sounds a, a lot like, um, it sounds a lot like maybe an object-oriented mindset, where you've got these two peers that are communicating. It's like a, it's it's like server to peer-to-peer -peer communication with this protocol of like. You tell me what to what data you've got, and I'll start calculating. And then when I need more, I'll tell you that I need more, and then you'll fetch it for me. And then, you know, then I'll keep going, and then I'll tell you I need more. And so that is not that is not what I'm trying to get at. Okay, when I have taken the code that people have given me as like an example of like this is really hard to do in the Onion architecture. Basically, all I do is I move stuff from they, they've got like this big action it's like 20 30 lines and i just move things i say oh that could be a calculation that's kind of like a business rule and this is kind of a business rule and i just move it into calculations and then the action just gets shorter because now it's just calling these named functions instead of all this inline code but the a lot of it is just a lot of it's moving into other actions by the way but it's just like threading it through. So, okay, we're gonna fetch this thing from the database and then pass that to this calculation. It's gonna give us an answer. And then we take another thing from the database and we pass it to the next function with what we already had. And then we make, you know, that's gonna do some other calculation. And, and it just looks like regular code. It just looks like normal code. And so I feel like by naming the thing, like onion architecture, I've somehow confused people that they think it has to be much more sophisticated, complicated than it has to be. Um, and so if you are in a, you know, this is just the way I see it. A calculation can only make decisions based on what it knows, what it has been passed through the arguments, right? So it can't say, oh, I need more data. All right, so whatever has to decide this thing needs more data 
is not a calculation. It's an action in the top, in an upper layer. That doesn't mean, so, so then what comes out is that, okay, we're doing this because of efficiency, because we might not need to fetch that huge data set from the database, and we won't know until we're halfway through the calculation whether we're going to need it or not. Okay, that's cool. That's, that's a different problem, right? So now we're talking about are we doing a lazy thing, or does this calculation really have a natural point, a break point, where it's really, say, two calculations that uh, can be called separately and the you know result from the first thing can be threaded into the to the second part right is that what's going on because um, this the idea that this calculation gets to a point and says okay I need more data the laziness might solve it right like we've talked about that before in previous episodes we constructed a delay right and the delay you know, it's not the, um, well, I think it's a suitable thing because the calculation is still pure, even though now by like triggering this delay to be realized, it is fetching data, right? That logic was kind of injected in, it was passed in uh, from the outside. And in fact, I've seen uh, onion architecture implementations that get past a function, and then that function just uh, returns the data. And so you could pass it in a function with dummy data that just gets returned, or you could pass it a function that will fetch the data from the database, right? Um, the Does that turn that calculation into a an action because it is now fetching from the database even though it doesn't know that is a very philosophical question uh, that you're gonna have to draw the line somewhere uh, where you feel comfortable with I would be very comfortable with that kind of thing um, but you know that's up to you okay uh, so I don't know if I've really done my goal, <laughs> uh, achieved my goal of deconstructing this and, and really framing it back in terms of function calls. Uh, the onion architecture is just, it, I guess I, it's maybe more of just a way to look at it that you don't have to have everything in a big set of actions that you can push business rules down into calculations and down the layers. Because remember, if all of our dependencies, all of our function call lines are pointing down, that means calculations are, you know, are, they can't call up, right? because they're, they're below the actions. So that's what I mean by pushing it down. We're taking these business rules, making sure that they're implemented as pure functions, as calculations, and they go into a separate layer that then gets called by the interaction layer. Okay, so that interaction layer is just stuff like, okay, I got a web request. That's an action, right? That depends on when. It's a timely thing. You also can't decide when you get it, right? It just comes. So 
I got a web request. Uh, there, and now I have to decide what this web request is. So I'm going to route it. So the route, that's probably a calculation. So it's going to take that path and it's going to tell me something, some like what it should, what this, how this request should be handled. And then I take that information. I know how it should be handled still in the interaction layer. And I say, okay, so that means I have to call this handler. This handler needs XYZ to be called. Uh, it needs a little bit more data, like it needs uh, the user information, like the session, that kind of stuff. And it just adds that in. And then the handler gets called. Handler is probably still part of the interaction layer. It still might fetch stuff from the database. Okay, so it's this thing is going to fetch stuff from the database, make a big decision or several small decisions from the business rules, package it up in, in as a response, and then send it back out, right? So it's all just function calls, right? The, the handler is just calling calculations and then coming back. So I look at it like you don't need to do anything special except just make sure that at some point you do have all calculations going down, right? That you don't have a thing where like this business rule that uh, is like deep down in the call, the call graph is going to like fetch out to the database somewhere, right? That's that's all I, that's all it is. It's like oh that should actually be up at the top. Make sure this stuff is pure. That's all it is. All right. I hope uh, this hasn't been too mis mystifying. Um, I, I fear it has been. So if it has, you know, get in touch with me. Um, I I want to talk about this in in a way that's more understandable. So like if you have a better way to explain it, if I'm confusing you more, send me examples of things that you don't understand how you could turn into an onion architecture. Uh, you can get in touch with me by going to lispcast.com slash podcast. There you're going to find links to social media like email, Twitter, stuff like that. Whatever you think is best for communicating with me, um, you know, based on the length, probably if you got some code, it's best to go by email, not Twitter. Uh, but you know, you decide, uh, you'll also find links to subscribe to this podcast. Uh, you'll see all the old episodes with audio, video, and text transcripts. So if you need to go back and binge, listen, binge, watch, or binge, read, it's there. I saw, uh, I was looking at it the other day. I have 139 episodes. So this is 140. Uh, that's quite a, quite a number. So um, this has been my thought on functional programming. My name is Eric Normand. Thank you for listening and rock on.